Welcome to another episode of the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltov, and I thank you for coming back and being with me here today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so we can see, know, and really start to believe that we aren't in this alone. Nope, we're not. We need one another. A hundred percent, we need one another which is why there is also a corresponding community space where we can connect. I invite you to come on by, introduce yourself. You can learn more about it in the show notes below or on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. Now, let's dive in to this week's topic. This week, I want to talk all about rest, what it means to rest, what that really looks like and feels like. And just understand that it's needed, so needed, and debunk the thought that if we are resting, we are lazy. Because I am here to tell you that is a thousand percent not true at all. And let's start there. Let's start with this idea and this thought that we think if we're resting, we're lazy. How many of you have ever felt or thought that before? I know I do all the time, but there is a difference, a huge difference between resting and being lazy. One is very intentional and the other is very passive. When we're being lazy, we're really choosing not to be an active participant. You're sort of simply going along from the ride without even directing it or choosing what it's going to be, it almost becomes mind-numbing where you pick the easy route. And goodness, we need this. We need to be lazy at times just to unwind, just to sort of zone out. The world is constantly throwing things at us that we need that time just to kind of step away from it all. But when it comes to being lazy, it doesn't really restore or charge you. You do it more out of habit or convenience. And I know, like, I do this all the time, where I'm simply just scrolling on social media. And you think, oh, you know, I'm resting. I'm just kind of relaxing, being here. But once I stop, and after once I look at the clock and realize, oh my gosh, how much time has passed, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel rejuvenated or energized or any of that. I just feel kind of numb. Same as if I throw on a show and just let it play, you know, that binge watching. And again, absolutely, there is a time and a place for that. No doubt about it. I have plenty of shows that I love to binge watch. In fact, I cannot wait to watch the new season of Virgin River. Love it. Don't know if any of you have watched it, but if you haven't, check it out. But you know, when we are being apathetic, when we are being indifferent and we're lacking that enthusiasm, that's really the laziness. We're just doing it to do it. We're doing it because it's convenient, because we know it. We're not really choosing what to do to restore us. And again, there's always a time and a place to be lazy. But it doesn't mean we should always be choosing that lazy because our body also does need the rest. 
And not only our body, but our mind, our heart, our soul, all of it needs rest. And rest is restorative. It's really where you're picking what you want to do because it feels fulfilling. Because it's something that will recharge your batteries. Rest doesn't mean not doing. It doesn't mean just sitting on the couch and being passive or taking a nap. No. Rest is doing something that makes you feel better. Doing something that will fill your well. That will allow you to, after you have done it, step away just feeling, oh, so good. Now, when we think about rest, it is really something that heals your body. It breaks up kind of that mental stagnation that might happen if you're doing something all the time. And it rejuvenates you. It makes you feel more creative. It's reducing your stress. It's making you feel in a better mood. Rest is just oh, magical. And it can do so much for you. And rest is going to look so different for each of us. And also, so different depending upon where you are and what you're doing. For example, at work, when I was in the office, I have my white, stark white cubicle that I am told to sit in. That I am told this is where you do your work. Outside of if you have to go to a meeting, you're supposed to be sitting at this desk doing your work. Great. Very unmotivating for sure. But you know, that is the nature of the corporate world. You are to sit and do and produce. And there are times throughout the day where I get a little even envious of the people who are smokers. Because if they are smokers, they get up from their desk. They walk outside. They take a little break. They get sort of fresh air. I don't know how fresh it is if you're smoking, but they're stepping away. And in that stepping away, they're giving their brain this kind of moment to pause, a moment to not have to be engaged with what they're doing, where they can just be. And how needed is that? And there are days that I was in the office and sitting at my desk, plugging away, plugging away, doing things, doing things. And lunchtime came and passed. And I ended up just shoving whatever I had at my desk for lunch, you know? And you can feel on those days when I don't step away from my desk. I am grouchy, absolutely grouchy. I am just not myself, Um, not as creative as I could be. I'm not a quick thinker. I'm not as patient. That stepping away is huge. And I am grateful to have coworkers who will say, oh, do you just want to go downstairs and grab a coffee? And I don't really even, at the time, really didn't even drink coffee. But it didn't matter. What mattered was the act of just getting away from my desk. I didn't even have to go downstairs and get anything, but just being with them. That also strengthened the relationship with my coworkers. Because now we weren't just together when we had to talk about work when it was a meeting and we're trying to figure something out. Now we can talk about life. We can talk about the things that light us up. We can share 
stories about what we have done or what we want to do. And we really start then to connect. But you don't have that opportunity to do it if you just stay sitting at your desk all day. You need to step away. You need to give your brain that mental break. You need to engage in other types of conversation. And all of that is rest. It's just rest in a very different way. And there's so many things that we can do in times of rest where it can be you're engaging with other people, where you're having these meaningful conversations and strengthening relationships. In times of rest, you might also practice gratitude. Gratitude for this amazing, wonderful life you've been given and how you want to choose to show up in it. Because really, that is in your hands, how you want to choose to show up in it. You could also just take a few deep breaths and breathe. Sometimes simply just breathing is exactly what we need. And when you think about rest being essential and something that you need, just look at like what your doctor would say to you. Rest is absolutely essential for your health, for your body to heal. I remember my mother always saying when we were younger and starting to feel sick, rest is the best medicine, rest is the best medicine. And you hear it and you let it go in one ear and out the other and don't really process it. And I didn't really fully process it until I was older. And I was in the corporate world and you're under the expectation that even if you're sick, you still need to show up in the office. You know, you have to be like really sick not to show up. And I would push through and I would get there and it would take me forever to even just heal from like the common cold because I wasn't giving my body that time to rest. And then I found a boss and a manager who was very understanding and really didn't have that scrutiny of like, no, you need to be in the office, must show up, show up, show up. And when I did get sick and I chose instead to stay home, to allow my body to rest and heal, the healing process was so much quicker because that's what your body needs. And almost I feel too sometimes when I get sick, it's like my body's way of telling me, whoa, 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 slow it down. You've been going a thousand miles per minute and you cannot sustain this pace. I'm going to force you to slow down. Right? Has that ever happened to you where your body is like saying, nope, enough of this. I'm the one in charge now. You're going to have to listen to me. And unless you stop, unless you pause, unless you rest, you're just going to continue to feel worse and worse. Look at athletes, high performing athletes. They're not out there training seven days a week. They take time to let their body rest, to let their muscles repair. And they do this to prevent injuries, to allow their body to have that moment of healing that it needs so it could sustain whatever they wanted to endure going forward. And we need this rest. We need this rest for our mind. We need this rest for our heart. We need this rest for our body. It is absolutely essential. But I know what you're thinking. How do I get this rest? 
How do I take the time to do it? I don't have time. I'm so busy. I don't have time to do it. You do have the time. (laughs) And I know that sounds like the most cliche thing to say, but you do because it doesn't take a lot. It really doesn't take a lot. Because to be able to rest, you will have to make changes in your life. You will have to adjust things so that you can find the time to rest. Let's explore some of these changes that we can make so that we can find this time. One thing I think is really finding contentment in your life as it is right now. And we think that we can't rest because there are other things we should be doing or we need to be doing or absolutely must be doing. That's not true. It's absolutely not true. And sometimes we feel like we're wanting to keep ourselves busy because we're not so happy with maybe what's going on around us. And if you're busy, you're not thinking about what's making you unhappy. You're just being in the moment of being busy and kind of filling your mind with those tasks that need to be done. And I have done this to myself many times, and it's almost avoidance in a way where I don't want to face a problem or an issue. And I think, oh, no, what I need, I need to go to the store and I need to find a picture for the bathroom wall because it's blank and it's been blank forever. And that's what I really need to do. Or what I really should be doing right now is going out and purchasing this because I really need it. And in reality, it's not the things that are making me happier. It's not. And it's almost a way of me to avoid what might not be making me happy. Or I have this need where I feel like I have to be productive. I have to be doing something. I can't just spend my days off lounging around. Like that's not feasible. I feel like I have to be making the most of my time. And the truth is I don't. I don't need to be making the most of my time in those ways. By going out and purchasing something. By making sure that I'm busy doing something because then that makes it seem like I'm productive. And this lesson really hit home for me during the pandemic. When there was no opportunity to go anywhere, there, everything was shut down. I didn't have to be anywhere. I didn't have to be doing anything. There was no running to the store to find new placemats because now it's spring and I need them. Uh, I actually don't need them. It's just a distraction, right? I didn't have to go anywhere. I could just sit and be. There was no need to be here or there or be busy or be doing this. And I realized, wow, this is incredible. I can just be sitting in my backyard in the sun. So happy. Without this feeling of I need to be productive. I need to make the most out of my weekends. You know, this is my time that I finally have off. So I need to go do something. No, that's something that I need to do could literally just be sitting here and doing this, which was nothing but soaking up the sunshine and the fresh air. 
reading a book and falling asleep. Chatting with Dustin. So simple. Nothing crazy. And it filled me up with so much joy. And I realized it's not about the thing. It's not about the doing. It's about being happy with who I was and what I was doing in that moment. Being happy with who I was spending my time with and enjoying them. Really, finding that contentment. Another way or change that might need to be made is planning for the rest. And I know this sounds terrifying and I am awful at it. But putting it on your calendar. Saying no to other things because you know you need this time to rest. And I'm not the best example for this at all. (laughs) You know, at all. There are times that I will put that I want to write on my calendar and carve it out and it is there or even record this podcast, you know, putting it on like this is the time that I want to do this. I want to do something just for me, yet I allow other people's priorities to dictate how I spend my time. If I have carved out on my calendar, okay, Tuesday, 12 to 1, I'm going to read a book, I'm going to write, I'm going to take a bath, I'm going to do whatever, whatever it is. But yet a friend calls and is like, oh, do you want to go grab lunch? Immediately I say yes. Rather than saying no. Sorry, that that time doesn't work for me. Can we find another time? I allow their schedule to dictate mine, and I can't do that. I really need to be clear and set my boundaries and my parameters so that I value my own time, so that I value the time that I'm carving out to fill my well. I mean, it happens all the time, even just here with Dustin, where I'm like, oh, I really want to do this. But then he asks, like, oh, you want to do this? I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's go and do that. And not that I come up with any resentment or anything for that, but I feel, you know, a little sad inside because, oh, I really wanted to just sit and write for an hour. And now here I am at the Home Depot, (laughs) you know, or here I am out to lunch with a friend. And it's not that the other situation is bad. It's just that I took away time from myself. And so what it really comes down to is taking responsibility for your own life. Not being a victim of time and knowing that you're the creator. You're the one who decides what you're going to do. And you can choose to show up and complain about something or say how something is so hard. You can make excuses. You can try to find your way out of it. But what is that really doing for you? What if you took responsibility and changed your habits? Took responsibility and realized, I'm saying I don't have the time, but let me actually evaluate what I'm doing with my time. Because I just spent an hour scrolling on social media. What could I have done instead with that time? Or thinking, oh, I just can't do it because, you know, my work schedule, crazy, madness. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted. But is there a way that maybe then you wake up a little earlier and kind of fit in that time for you before the day unravels and gets out of control? 
There's always a way to find a solution if you're willing to be creative and look for it. And sometimes that also requires letting other things go. Maybe it's okay if I let the dishes stay in the sink a little longer than I would want to. If I can be okay with that and let that go. Maybe it's okay if I decide I'm not going to show up at this event because really what I need is time for me. So finding what it is that you need for you and taking responsibility of your own life, taking control of it. You have the pen, you know, and I say this because I'm a writer, but you're the one holding the pen, writing the story. What's the story that you want to write? Do you want to write a story that's filled with complaints and gripe or do you want one that's filled with joy? You get to choose. And I find that for me, I can become the victim of time when I leave everything to last minute. And I do this all the time. I know the things that I need to do for my personal business throughout the week. I know that I need to create the content for the Soul Circle community. I know that I need to record this podcast, that I need to prepare for my writing classes, that I need to promote them, send out my email newsletter. And rather than spread that out over the course of a week, I cram it all in to one day, five minutes before it's due. And first of all, extremely stressful, not good for me. And my best work is not coming out of that. But that's what I do. And I become this victim to this to-do list because I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do all these things. But if I just take a moment and step back, I can get them done in a non-stressful way if I spread them out. And so what I recently started doing, very recent, kind of trying to get myself back on track, is at the beginning of the week, writing down all those things, everything that I need to do, and looking at it, and then plotting where throughout the week I can do it. And there's some like non-negotiables, like I have to have that content for the Soul Circle community done. Do I need to plant the flower that I just bought? No, that could probably wait. But do I need to get that content in and posted? A hundred percent. So I need to put that on a day at a time. Make sure that that day it gets done. And I had purchased a while ago a planner called Full Focused Planner. And I love it. And when I was using it, like I was staying on task, I was getting things done. I wasn't feeling crazy and all over the place. And so I'm trying to get myself back into that now. And so I have plotted out my weeks, when I'm going to write my newsletter, it's going to happen on this day, when I'm going to do the email for the Love Notes postcard project, okay, needs to happen on this day, rather than cramming it all in to that one day. And so far, it's probably only been two weeks (laughs) that I'm getting myself back into this rhythm and this routine of it. My mind doesn't feel as cluttered. I don't feel as overwhelmed and crazy and all over the place. And that's such a great feeling. One thing that I had done when I was working at Toys R Us, and this system worked for me amazing. So maybe it could work for you. If you don't have a planner or you don't want to, you know, like write it down on a calendar, I simply had a folder that I cut to a composition notebook size because I always have a composition notebook with me 
And so I made sure it was that size so I could just kind of tuck it in there. And I took post-it notes. And on the left side of the folder was what had to get done that day. The day could not end unless those things were done. And each one was written on a separate post-it note. And then on the right side was all the things that had to get done, but they weren't immediate. Like life wasn't going to crumble if I didn't do them that day. And I would just get it all down, put down every single thing I needed to do, putting it on the right side. And then I would move it over to the left if it was that day that now it had to be done. And as each task was done, I just took off the post-it note and threw it away. And it was so satisfying to get rid of those post-it notes, to watch those tasks come off. And then I would add new ones, moving some to the left, you know, when it became that priority. And it was such a simple system, but it really worked for me and it helped me to stay kind of out of that overwhelm of, I don't have enough time to do everything. Because I saw really, okay, I do want to do all of these things, but it doesn't mean I need to do all of these things right now in this moment today. These things can wait. These things can't. So let me concentrate on the things that can't. So try it out. Maybe that will work for you. Or even check out the Full Focus Planner, you know. Totally not an ad, just something that I love to use. And I'm glad that I'm getting back into it. I actually have the adult version. I don't know what you want to call it. And I bought the kid one because it's a little bit more simpler. The adult one had a lot more questions and things in it that really, it's great, absolutely great, but I wasn't using. So when I am finished with this adult one, which will be coming in August, At the start of August, I'm going to use the kid one and see how that one works for me. And you have to find what works for you. You know, what works for me might not work for you. But find something that really works and helps you. And another thing is embracing simplicity. Really focusing on your values. Really focusing on what it is that is filling you up. Not necessarily on those possessions. But what is it that brings you joy? And I think about when I lived alone for the very first time. And I lived in Mawa in a studio apartment. And it was one of my most sacred spaces. And I remember my friend Kelly walking in and her just saying, oh my gosh, this this place is you. It just feels like you. And it was that way because it gave me the opportunity to just put up on the wall whatever I wanted, whatever lit me up and brought me joy, to fill the space with things that spoke to me. And it was small. It was one single room. You walked in, you saw my bed directly in front of you, right next to the little kitchen. (laughs) Behind there was the bathroom. There was a couch, but everything was right there. And I loved it. I loved those four walls so much. The only thing I wish that it had was a tiny patio to sit outside. But it really made me realize and know that it's not about the possessions for me, but it's about what do I have that fills me with joy? Who are the people that I'm surrounding with? What am I choosing to do with my time? And really embracing that simplicity where it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be planned. 
It can just be following your heart and your gut and doing whatever it is for you. And so here's the thing. We need to rest. We need to take the time for ourselves. We need to get over any guilt that we may feel around resting and knowing that it's necessary, it's needed. And we know when we need to rest, when we're cranky, right? Like I a thousand percent get cranky. I'll be over emotional. I'll be tired. I'll feel just this lack of motivation. And maybe I might not be able to even remember the last time that I took care of myself. So if you're feeling any of those things, know that you need to schedule that rest. You need to find that time on your calendar for yourself. My mom used to take these days that she would call mental health days. And it would be days that she would take off of work when she wasn't sick, didn't have anything planned, but really was just for her mental sanity. And oh, you think about it, we need those days. We need those mental health days where you're just doing something mentally for you. Where it's not about showing up and doing something for others, but taking care of yourself. And it's not that you're doing it because you're sick and now you need to rest. You're doing it on a day that you feel healthy and amazing, but you need that mental health day just for you. And I love that she did this. And I realize, you know, as I am in the corporate world and working tirelessly, how those days are so needed. So take a moment and just think, what would your mental health day look like? If you could clear your schedule for just one day and it was just you, what would you choose to do? Who would you choose to surround yourself with? Where would you be going or not going? And for me, I would want to wake up early. I love the early mornings, move my body in some way, have a little bit of time to write. And then be outside, whatever that looked like, just being in the fresh air, whether that be sitting in my backyard, reading a book or taking a nap or inviting a friend over to chat, taking a ride down to the beach, just soaking in nature and being outside is a complete mental health day for me. What does it look like for you? I would love to hear about it. Come on over to the Soul Circle community and share. And as I do every day, uh, not every day, sorry, as I do every week on the podcast, I love to provide a writing prompt to allow you to explore whatever topic we're talking about just a little bit deeper. So grab your notebook. And of course, this one is going to be all about taking care of you. And you're going to start with the words, I choose to rest. I choose to rest. And see what comes after that. Allow your pen to go wherever it might want to roam. And know that there's no right or wrong answer. Whatever comes out is the absolute thing that is meant to come out. So give yourself permission to just keep exploring it. I choose to rest. Mm, Thank you so, so much 
for being with me here today on this journey, being a part of this podcast and the community. My heart is overflowing with gratitude. And I just hope that this week you find and carve out a little bit of time for you to rest, a little bit of time for you to do whatever it is that fills your well. And know that you're not being lazy when you choose to do this and you shouldn't feel any guilt over it. Know that it is necessary and needed and you absolutely deserve it. Remember that you deserve to rest. Sending you so much love. I will be back next week with a brand new episode and I look forward to chatting with you then. Until then. Until then.